going on people it is time for kings of the heart the kings of the heart podcast with your host your boy Tariq Omari Walton licensed clinical marriage and family therapist joined as always with another licensed clinical marriage and family therapist another brother my brother Dr. John Hart what's going on Dr. Hart Brother man, brother man, it's so good to be here, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, man. We have, we have another great topic, another oh, great show for oh, the people. Oh, essential bro. and essential. We've been and having a lot of good one. conversations lately. You know, I know, as, right? As a Cypher <laughs> 3 or as Kings of the Heart. But this is an essential conversation to be had. I can't I tell you how often this comes up in session and why this is so essential. Because without it, there's no space for, for healthy communication. Yeah, right. I agree. No space. For I agree. It. I and agree so, with of that. course, what we're talking about is having a healthy, um, uh, emotionally safe space to be able to talk with mm-hmm. you. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about exactly. We're going to define that for you. We're going to break it down exactly what that is. But we really need to understand what gets in the way of that. What gets in the way of creating that safe space and managing that safe space, and what happens when you become defensive, and how corrosive it can be to be corro- to be defensive. We need, we yeah, need to get into that because, again, this is into essential it. to healthy communication within a relationship. I agree. Right? I agree, bro. I agree. So where is, do we where do we even begin? You know what? Let's begin here. Let's just simply define what it means to have an emotionally safe space. What does it mean to be emotionally safe and then to have an emotionally safe space? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, what, I've, what I've shared with um, clients and when we've given talks, I've always said that, you know, emotional safety in a relationship is pretty much it's 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 a it's a state where two people are committed to being open, vulnerable and intimate with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's it's the connection that helps uh, permeate, flourish, strengthen the bond between people especially in like romantic relationships right? right so as human beings where we always have a desire to feel safe are we in our brains and our hearts right our our instincts will pick up very very quickly mm-hmm. if a situation or a person is safe or if they're dangerous mm-hmm. and so usually what happens is you know when we don't feel emotionally safe in relationships we're not in, we're not connecting we're not engaging um we usually try to get away from that person or that situation right uh we and and I'll be honest like sometimes this is happening guys like consciously um or not right but when we are feeling safe what we're we're far more relaxed oh, yeah. um re- research has shown that people are psychologically uh, um, they're, they're better to communicate. They th- they think about themselves and their partners in, in healthier ways. Um, people are are more in, uh, when I say engaged, so they take more initiative in mm-hmm. these relationships. Mm-hmm. So emotional safety is like a big deal, right? Oh, 100%. and the other thing, right? And the other thing I'll add too is like when when a relationship is deemed like an emotionally safe 
space um empathy is really high mm-hmm. right it's really yeah. really high it has to be. and and yeah it has to be and 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 the other thing that i'll say too because i've been noticing this in um some of the couples i've been working with and i just want to add this point and stop here is that one of the best things about emotionally safe relationships is that they um, they really promote self-worth and self-esteem for both mm, partners. Yeah. And and that's a good. beautiful thing. That's a good one, you know what sure. I mean? That that's that's yeah. a beautiful thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and kind of stop and see what what are your thoughts well, there, bro? Let me ask you something though, because you said, you know, that we have a desire to be safety. Is it a desire or is it a need for safety? That's a need, yeah. Okay. Like it's well, I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. And 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 so fundamentally it is a need because right. we are human beings we are you know we're all you know animals and you know we we and we have a brain and we have a heart mm-hmm. so biologically we do like that's the harry harlow study that right. we prefer right. safety over food. needs right right you know what i mean um at the same time though as we get older um and we go through all different kinds of uh, experiences relational hurts or injuries mm-hmm. We 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 des- we desire it more. Okay. We are we the narrative goes beyond need, but technically the need is always there, which is why our jobs is to always ground people around like, hey, it's need. Right. So it's, it's right. to say that like when we when we talk with couples, we're telling one partner like your your partner has a when we say they want emotional safety, we always have to start from the standpoint of it's actually a need, mm-hmm. right? Like this is critical. So what they're asking yeah. is not unnegotiable. This is non-negotiable. Exactly. They need to feel safe. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But non-negotiable. But this, right. It's non-negotiable. So that's why I always ground people around the need. But the reason why I also say it's also a desire is because like we also have these, and you know, and I've learned this from you because you talk about this a lot. We also have this these desires and expectations about how we want our relationships to look like. Mm. And one of the core themes that usually come out of those things is people just want to feel safe emotionally. Right. They want to connect right. intimately through, you know, through that emotional vacuum and stuff. So that's why I would say it's both. But yeah. okay. you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's a need that's non-negotiable. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about that, too, is we can't expect our clients to be vulnerable with one another if we don't talk about that safety. You know, we, we promote Correct. that. It's something as, as couples therapists, as systemic therapists, we promote the need to be vulnerable in the way that you communicate with your mate. You can't have a healthy relationship where you're holding things back that disturbs that emotional bond with your mate. So you have yep. to be vulnerable. But we can't tell you to be vulnerable with someone where you don't feel safe. That's why emotional safety is so important. And when I think about emotional safety, I think about that safe, that safe space. I think about the space where you can be emotionally vulnerable. But that means to be vulnerable without that fear of being judged, without being made to feel guilty, um, without uh, uh, worrying about retaliation or or someone rejecting yep. you because of you sharing. You know, that's yep. what it means to be safe. You know, being violated or someone using that information against you. When you feel like you are in an emotionally safe space, you don't have to fear those things. You know yep. that you're not going to be judged. That's you know you're going to have someone who's going going to be very compassionate with you and empathetic with you. You know that's what what actually establishes that safe space. You know, like Doctor yep, John said, right. it's right. about that that sense of empathy and that and compassion. You have to be compassionate. You know, but that's when I when I, I mean, every time I get into this, that's the first thing that I think about is, look at you know why don't you feel safe. Is it because you're you're afraid that you're going to be judged or that, you know, the person's going to somehow um, retaliate and you can have negative consequences for sharing, you know? And of course, we're going to talk about all that today. But just to establish a baseline, 
that's what emotional safety is for me. Just that being able to be vulnerable, have that space to be vulnerable with your mate. And we, again, we're talking about relationships here. I mean, you want to have a sense of emotional safety in all your relationships. I mean, you need that's to have correct. that established between parents yeah, and correct. child too. Yeah, but specifically when it comes to relationships, it's essential for that sense of, of balance and, and emotional yeah. emotional bonding and health. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, that's right. well said. Yeah. yeah. And so, so with that being said, what are some of the things, why is it so hard for some people to um, find that emotional safety with their mates? What gets in the way of people being able to um, have that emotionally safe space with their mates? Um, I, I, have, a, I have a few couples who uh, engage in some, like, uh, very clear behaviors that don't provide emotional safety. Mm. And so in my mind, like, these are examples that I'm working with couples right now on is, you know, um, name calling and, 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 and call, yeah, name calling and just demeaning the other person. Yeah. Um, defensiveness is another one. Oh, yeah. Um, threats and ultimatums. I have this one. I have this one couple where like, you know, the partner just keeps like at, at the drop of conflict. It's just like, okay, I think we need to separate. We just need to get like a divorce. Like yeah. those are that threats. That man. Oh, yeah, they take it yeah. so far. So, so yeah, far. You right. know, like um, I also have folks who think that they're very witty, but sarcasm is also not oh, cute. That, that, yeah, that's, 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 that's very like, but that's a very insidious one. Right. Cause mm -hmm. you know, it can come off in so many different ways, but I've, I've had over the years to talk to some of my clients about the use of sarcasm. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I think is very harmful, but needs, but it's still critical, but needs to be done in the context of therapy is constantly bringing up the past. Yeah. Like there needs to be a purpose. There yeah. needs to be some clarity around like why we're talking, but if every single time someone's bringing up the past, um, that makes the relationship very unstable it mm -hmm. really does right. and then the other thing is just like we have to pay attention to power uh and equity mm. uh when people perceive that the things are either unfair or the other person is trying to dominate or, or is domineering not going to and it's not that's not going to provide like an emotionally safe context so right. those are just some of the few examples i've seen over the over the years where right. that these are behaviors that i've seen that are not helping with mm -hmm. emotional safety you know, one of the things that I come across time and time again, and I get this a lot from men. Um, I don't want to say more so than women, but I do hear from men a lot, is the sense of their mate's emotional fragility. You know, I don't want to mm. be able to, I don't want to hurt their feelings with sharing with how uh, I feel. Yeah. You know, that sense yeah. of fragility. Thinking that their mate doesn't have the resources to to manage. That's a good point. Absolutely. You that. know, yep. um, or, or, or to navigate your own feelings. And so I come yeah. to you and I share with you what's going on with me. And, you know, you're so fragile in the way that you take it. You know, again, this is where the defensiveness gets, comes from and, yeah. um, and and the judgment and everything. So I'm not going to share because I don't want you to be hurt by with what I have to say. You know, and so part of work that we do a lot is helping people understand as the person expressing what your feelings are, um, the difference between being aggressive and being assertive. Being able to be direct with your mate, share your feelings, but also taking care of how it lands. You know, so that's one of the things that you can do in order to get over that fear of, of your mate being too fragile to take whatever you're saying. You know, mm. but that comes up all the time. I, I don't wanna I don't want to, you know, hurt their feelings. Um, you know, they're not gonna be able to handle what I have to say, those kinds of things. And that's it's like give you have, you have to give them a chance. But again, 
oftentimes this happens as a a, a result of past circumstances, past history. So that's in correct. the past, yep. I've tried to share things with you and yeah, you responded in a fragile way. Well, that's not going to encourage me to want to open up to you. You yeah. know, so I have to feel reassured in that you have the um, fortitude to be able to handle whatever it is that I bring to you and that you're yeah. not going to just break. But at the same yeah. time, you know, I think some of us have this idea about who our mates are, maintain this narrative about how fragile they are. And that may not really be the case as you guys have grown together. Well, good point. Yeah, I agree with that. You know? Yeah. And and I, and, I, and, I, and I like the way you put it because I've seen it, too. It is it is. It, like it's just a sink point right it's emotional fragility i don't want to hurt them i don't want to break their soul but it's also we've talked about this in previous uh, uh episodes as well it's like look like feedback is always helpful we're all trying to heal and grow and so as long as you're doing it with some compassion and grace yeah, yeah. then you know so if that is your fear and then this is part of being emotionally safe we we should always really be mindful of I want to express myself. I want to be vulnerable. I got to give this feedback. Mm-hmm. But how can I do it in a way that's very compassionate and grace and with love mm-hmm. and right. but also with humbleness, meaning right. I, I stand before you also knowing that I am also not perfect. So I'm not calling you out to say that I'm just killing it and you're not. But right. it's it's there's something going on with me right now. And if I'm being honest, I think it has a lot to do with you know, what happened between us an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd love to talk about it, right? Like right. they're emotionally safe. That's how you know a couple's in a, in a good emotionally safe space right. where they go beyond, I like when they go beyond this sense of emotional fragility and it's like, no, like we, we, we're committed to helping each other get stronger. Right. As long as we do it with grace, compassion, love, and empathy. Right. So the compassion is necessary on both sides of it. Whether Correct. you're the person expressing your feelings or the person is. who's actually receiving it, it, you have to be compassionate on both sides. It is because because that's where people can relax. Remember when I was talking about emotionally safe spaces are where people are relaxed. Yeah. And one of the ways to be relaxed is to have compassion, mm-hmm. is to show compassion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. I I when you said it, my mind went straight to well, yeah, compassion is what can ease a lot of that defensiveness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That humbleness is like I stand before I know I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I know when I yelled that was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that. I need to work on that. Um, and not but and I I if I'm being honest, one of the things that you know was very scary for me is when you know you you know you put your hand up and I wasn't sure if you were going to hit me or throw something. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. that, that 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 really did scare right. me. That right. put me in fight or flight. You right. see what I mean? Like right. Because now you're talking about physical safety. You know, and right. the and the impact right. of that on emotional safety. Right. But it's also emotional safety from the standpoint to be able to go beyond, well, I'm just worried that I'm going to make things worse. Because that's yeah. the other sentiment, too. It's not just like the person's not going to be able to take it. It's like, I don't want to make things worse. Right. To yeah. me, that's always a red flag of you. This is not an emotionally safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if that's your premier, that I don't want to make things worse. I mean, and that- to, to your point. Things have you that means that you guys have tried it or tried some version of it and it did not go well. Right. And that's the thing I hear the most. Yeah. I just want to maintain the peace. I just want to maintain the peace. Yeah. You know, the reason why I'm not sharing what what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling about things is because I'm just trying to maintain the peace. Yeah. But you know what? There is no peace because even (laughs) if there's no conflict between you and your mate, (laughs) you're not at peace. You know, all that stuff is eating up inside of you. It's just building up and eating you up. And so you're not at peace. You may That's you true. may figure out how to to bury it or compartmentalize it or one of those different methods. But the fact of the matter is, it's still in you. 
So until you get out, you're not going to feel peace. Because, Dr. John, what typically happens? It all builds up. You're not saying anything time and time and time again after all these different perceived violations, and then it all erupts at one time. It always does, bro. It, it always does. One time. <laughs> so you're maintaining does. the peace all this time in your mind, but because yeah. you're not at peace, when something, yeah. when, when that, that final thing happens, that final straw is broken, you blow up. And now all the feelings you've been experiencing for all this time yeah. is all coming out at one time. It's just erupting out of you. And now the person looking at you like you're crazy because your reaction doesn't fit what's just happened. So whatever infraction, whatever small infraction just happened right now, so that's what your yeah. mate is looking at. But because you haven't expressed all the feelings, it's just it's all it's it's overblown for it. And so we, and we see, and we see that all the time, right? right we right. see it all, and the other person is genuinely confused. It's not like they're playing games; they're and, genuinely. Confused. And that's what makes it unsafe for them. So when they respond in a, um, in a fragile state, it's because you've hit them with so much, and so now you're, in your mind Correct. they're fragile. Now you can Correct. see the cycle here. In your yeah. mind, they're too fragile to handle what you have to say. But if every time you hit them with what you have to say is overblown, and they and they respond hurt. Okay, that's not on them. That's on you having waited for so long to bring this information up. Now, when you're able to speak about things as it's happening, um, or like Dr. John said, maybe an hour later or maybe even the next day or whatever, um, not letting it build up inside of you, when you're able to do that, the conversation is much more nuanced and it's not so overwhelming for either one of you. And so and that in that state, yeah, your mate might be able to be a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more empathetic and be less fragile because they're only taking in one thing at a time, as opposed to the the eruption of your usual conversation. So recognize that as a person who's looking for that emotional safe space. What are you doing to make it unstable? What are you doing to make it unsafe for both your partner and for yourself? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's smart. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And so, what are the things that we do that that make it unsafe, either as a person who's receiving or as a person who's expressing? What are some of the things that we do that make the safe unsafe, um, the space unsafe? It's, I think, I think, well, one thing that comes to mind is like what you're alluding to. I think early in relationships. I was just thinking about as you were talking, I think early on in relationships, when things don't go bad, we record it. Mm -hmm. Like, so trying to talk about something, if and when it doesn't go bad way early on. Right. It's one thing to be like, ah, okay, that sucks. That's one time. If it happens again and again, then we start to say to ourselves very quickly. And that's the problem about negative experiences in relationships. Mm -hmm. We remember those far, far quicker often. Yeah. We were calling them easier. Right. Yeah. So the brain records it and we say to ourselves like, ah. And I hear it in therapy a lot. Uh, I don't know. They're like, I don't know, doc. Like, I, I, I tried that, like, you know, a long time ago and it didn't go well. So I just re I just resorted to this. Mm -hmm. That's usually one of the best indicators where I know, like, OK, something went awry. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about it is that the person who reacted, who did not react well to it, to your point, uh, I mean, I can imagine, like, they have a sense that they didn't they did not handle it well. Right. But I think the pieces, I don't think they understood the impact their reaction had on their partner to not be vulnerable. I don't think they always know that. Okay. And so I'm okay. always 
thinking about that that always comes to my mind and again like i'm not saying that like people shouldn't be held accountable for the behaviors and how they show up but i think and this is why we have a job and that's why we'll always have a job <laughs> is that i know i don't think people truly understand the systemic impact that's going on in relationships right. and i think emotional safety is at the core of it yeah. i really really do because i think some people may chalk up a really bad nasty argument as well we just had a blow up and that's it what, what I'm saying right now is that I think when you think about how these emotionally unsafe situations spiral or they continue mm -hmm. is that there was a couple of instances that were never fully, I'll use the term, uh, I've been using it late, lately, my wife's been laughing, it's like they haven't really debriefed, like, hey, mm. not only was that rough, but here's how it impacted me. Right, yeah. I don't. I don't. It's, it's my. It's just. It's just my my it, thought. It takes, I don't think it takes vulnerability to do that. Though. It, you, it have to, you have to be vulnerable it, 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 to do that. You got to be vulnerable to do <laughs> right. it, right? So, so to your point, you could see how. To your point, how these things cycle over time without right. clinical intervention, yeah. right? Yeah. So to me, like that's that's always been my premise of how like these emotionally safe space happen. Because I'll be honest, I don't think people get together romantically. And right off the break, it's it's emotionally unsafe be right. because then you wouldn't be together. Right. right. You, you you're you not as invested to keep this stuff going when I don't know the second date. It's a blow up. No, most people will kick rocks and say, oh, yeah. like, right. I need, you know what I mean? Because, but, but, uh, but so early on, what you're doing is you're putting such a good face forward at that point. Right you're point. not going to have those Absolutely. conflicts, you know, so you Absolutely. don't even have the opportunity to explore the need for a safe space at that point. Absolutely. So, Brother Reek, my question to you then, mm -hmm. and this is just one theory that, that I'm laying out right now. So what is the implication of that then? Mm -hmm. Basically, that of what we're saying, basically what you have to do is recognize, um, again, you have to have the conversation. You have, you have to have the conversation about Correct. emotional safety. OK, you Correct. can't you can't get away from that even before you can start having the um, the emotionally safe conversations. I mean, you know, being yes. able to express your fears yes. and your, your feelings and your thoughts and everything. You have to have a conversation about what it means to have an emotionally safe. Space. Correct. You know, Correct. that's something that's I have to do with my clients all the time. Like, look, it, you know, or, or mostly with my individual clients, because we're talking yeah. about, yeah, OK, well, that. why do you struggle so, yeah. with talking to your mate? Well, this happens. That happens. They, you know, they respond this way. Okay, well, have you guys had a conversation specifically around establishing an emotionally safe space to have these conversations? Well, no. Well, guess what? That's where you have to start. You can't, you're in therapy and you are learning new techniques. Your mate isn't. And so they're not going to be able to respond in a way that you're expecting just because you know, they don't know. So you have to begin with having a conversation around what it means to have the emotionally safe space to be able to express what I'm feeling. You have to start there. You can't you can't get around that. So that's the first step in this whole and everything we're talking about right now. If there's anything you'd have to take away from this, take away this. You have to have a conversation around establishing an emotionally safe space. You can't yeah. you can't avoid that. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 important, and 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 I appreciate you bringing it up because that's why I raised it, mm -hmm. right? I yeah. raised it to say, and I love what you said because you're right. I think what happens in relationship to create to create a, a overall culture of emotion um, of emotionally unsafe uh, uh, vibe or 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 interactions. You know, process, mm -hmm. yeah, interactions is what you said. I think people immediately jump into having the conversations right. and not talking about 
how to what do the it. needs are. Right. Yeah, how yeah. to do it, what yeah. the needs are. Yeah, absolutely Talk about right. the process. Talk about the process of doing this. Because again, what have you what have you experienced in the past? How was it like grow? Like these are critical. Don't just jump in and start talking about like, hey, when I was 10. Right. No, like right. we, we need to be clear about like how we can navigate this because dare I say, some of the stuff that will come up between us over the course of our time together, which is hopefully forever. There's going to be times it's going to be difficult. Yeah. There's going to be times where we're going to talk about super sensitive things. Right. I'd love to know a little bit more about what your experience has been having these conversations. What do you need mm-hmm. to feel emotionally mm-hmm. safe? What What can I start working on? Let me even show you some of the things that I struggle and come right. up with a plan. What You see what I mean? Like yeah. That's what you're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what you're talking yeah. about. You're not talking about jump right in to no, actually no. content. You can't. I mean, because, again, part of the work that we're doing is we're trying to teach people, and, and I, especially working with you know brothers, you know, really oh, trying man. to teach them how to be more vulnerable and the importance of being vulnerable, right? So now that you're learning, okay, this is the reason why I want to be able to express how I feel and the reasons why I feel this way and the, the situations that occur that make me feel this way. You realize the, the importance of doing that. Well, now that you realize how to do that, you can't just go to your, your significant other and start doing it because it's foreign. You haven't been vulnerable all this time. Now, all of a sudden, you're yeah. trying to open up to them and you expect them to be able to receive it. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. going to look at you like, like you're crazy. They're going to be confused by it. So you have to have a, a foundational conversation. The foundational conversation is this is what I need, an emotionally safe space. Let's talk about what that is, what that means, what gets in the way of it. Like we're talking right now. Take this podcast and you guys sit down, <laughs> listen to it together. But what I need is this specific thing, because this is what gets in the way of me being um, being vulnerable. This is what gets in the way of me being able to even hear you sometimes. And so we need this right here. We need to have an emotionally safe space where I'm not worried about you being too fragile. I'm not worried about you not being able to take, you know, take in what I'm saying um, and you having the, the, the same thing from me. I want you to feel safe with me. We have to have that conversation. It starts right there. Right. Yeah. No, you know. you're 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 absolutely right, mm-hmm. my man. Yeah, you're absolutely. So so one of the things that like comes to mind because I can imagine folks are like curious and interested. It's like, OK, so how do I increase the emotional safety? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what can we do? Right. What 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 advice does Brother Reek have for us to at least even if we don't implement it tomorrow? What are some things we really need to start thinking about mm-hmm. as we listen to this uh, episode right now? Well, I would, I would begin with understanding what gets in the way in the first place. You know, and that gets into like the defensiveness that gets into the as a person receiving, as a person who's listening, being, um, you know, feeling guilty because of what they're saying. And now you're becoming defensive. I think, you know, you have to recognize that for both people, oftentimes, especially when you're coming from a high conflict uh, relationship, that there's this, this thing of, you know, you're no longer teammates. You're always competing with one another. And so even as a person expressing themselves or a person who's supposed to be listening, that you're in competition with the person and you don't want the other person to win. And so every conversation you have is around trying to make a case as opposed to being able to hear each other. So, yeah, I'm always going to be on the defensive. I'm always going to be the person trying to um, listen to what you're saying from the standpoint of how can I respond in a way that doesn't make me look or feel foolish. You know, so you have to recognize what's happening, what's getting in the way of that. Once you can acknowledge the role that you play that makes it hard for your mate to be vulnerable with you, then you can begin to think about, okay, so what do I need to do differently? Right. So if my mate speaks to me and I begin to get defensive, well, why am I getting defensive? Oh, because I don't like feeling guilty. I hear them 
and I can acknowledge what they're saying, but the moment I acknowledge it, then I have to also admit that I did something wrong and I don't like being wrong. I don't like to believe that there's something that I did that made my mate feel um, bad in any particular way, any negative emotion. And so in order to, to get away from that feeling of guilt, I'm going to deflect. I'm going to get defensive. I'm going to say, this is not my fault. I'm not going to listen. But at that moment, it's no longer safe for them to be able to express themselves. So I have to, I have to deal with my own sense of insecurity, my own guilt in order to let my mate have the space to be able to talk. That's where I would begin. You know, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think you're really spot on. Uh, well, you, you already took one of them that is just inherent for me, which is like, let's have conversations about emotional safety. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's talk right. about it before right. we even talk about our issues. Like, right. Let's talk about like what it looks like. Right. right. I also think it's it's important to um, you mentioned a word earlier Um I think judgment is really dangerous. Oh, judgment yeah. and and and, yeah. and as Gottman always talks about, like being critical, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think like those hurt to the core. Yeah. Like when people perceive that they are being criticized or people perceive they're being judged, that is right. the oh, number they're, one they're way. Minimizing how you feel about yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that- Yep, it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's one of the easiest ways to shut someone down yeah. from you who, who wants to connect or you want to connect. Right. I even I'll be honest, like as a, as a father now, like I'm constantly thinking about and mind you, you know, the, the twins are only 10 and a half months. But it's like I'm always thinking about like, OK, when they get older, it's 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 hard when you're busy and you're stressed mm-hmm. that like our brains take shortcuts and we are not <laughs> at our best um with full emotional resources to like listen yeah but i think you have to be very consistent with your listening yeah. you really do have to stay away from like judgment and being critical because i really think that at the end of the day like that really hurts emotionally safe spaces right um remember feedback is different you know like and i mentioned earlier but um stay away from you know like those those judgments and 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 all the other stay um stuff mm-hmm. i think boundaries is always a big thing i'm always preaching boundaries mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. emotionally safe spaces allow people to um which is why i've always my premise has always been uh boundaries are a sign of love mm-hmm. like they are a sign of connection they're not mm-hmm. to punish people right you know, uh, contrary to what some of the narcissist people out there would believe, <laughs> uh, it's 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 there to really show love. And I think emotionally safe spaces, we have to talk about our boundaries. We have right. to talk about our thresholds. We, we have to be able to do that. And I think the other thing I will say is not to be corny and cliche. We really do have to uh, we have to uh, encourage and uplift each other. Mm-hmm. OK, like I think I think talking about any sensitive topic is always going to be very tricky oh yeah so kind of like i was saying last episode man we got to give a lot of praise we got to uplift and encourage people we got to let people know that hey i appreciate you you took a huge leap to let me know about that you know like it's hard right and i think emotionally safe relationships do that very very well they they lead off with wow thank you so much like i appreciate that i know how hard you got to acknowledge you have to uplift you got to empower and um, so those are some of the things that folks can really start thinking about yeah. in terms of ways to start. It's it's. I always tell my clients, like, look, we're not going to do a 180 today. Yeah. But at least hearing some of the things that Brother Reek and I are sharing are some really concrete examples around how you can start rethinking. Wait, first, I'm sorry, assessing accurately and then rethinking. Right how to go about having emotionally safe spaces. Right. And the thing that you mentioned there, you know, even when it comes to being able to express appreciation for your mate opening up to you, that gets back into the whole validation piece. You have yeah. to learn what it means to be able to validate. 
You know, so having that yeah. sense of empathy, being able to demonstrate a sense of understanding without judging. Again, empathy and compassion without judging yeah. your mate. That judgment, yeah. like Dr. John said, is so crucial. And it shows up in many different ways, and we don't often realize it. You know, even the minimizing. Oh, it's just this. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. And that can feel completely invalidating because you're judging how I'm should be, I should be impacted by what's going on. And yet that doesn't make me feel safe to be able to open up to you because you're making it seem like it's not a big deal when to me it is. Now we can talk right. about my perspective and you can challenge my perspective, but the correct. way that I feel in correct. this moment, you know, it, it should be validated. That is correct. You know, so don't, don't invalidate how I feel. Let's talk about what's going on, but this is exactly how I feel. And I need you to, to understand that even if you don't yeah. agree, just to be able to understand that. Right. And that's that another well key said. point about, um, when you are creating a safe space, you don't go into it thinking that I have to agree with everything you're saying in order for me to keep it safe, you know, for you. No, I just need to be able to keep space open for you to express yourself and me take a position of wanting to understand where you're coming from. I may not agree with you and that's okay. You know, and for me, and that's, and we have to talk about, you know, real quick, the corrosiveness of being defensive. When you yeah. start getting defensive, one of the reasons why you're defensive is because, again, you don't want to feel that guilt. You don't want to take that accountability. You don't want That's to feel absolutely right. you know, the responsibility for whatever's going on. And That's so you're right. trying to deflect. But once you start doing that, then your mate is not going to, to want to talk to you about it because it's basically you don't care. It's almost like a, a, a being disinterested in what they're saying because it doesn't suit you. It doesn't fit into your narrative. It does a narrative of yourself um, above anybody, anything else. But it doesn't make you feel good to hear your mate open up about what's going on with them, but it's not about you in that moment. You know, when we work with clients around learning to be better expressors, they have to take on the responsibility of this being their problem. I'm, and this moment, I'm not expecting you to do anything about it. I just want you to hear and understand where I'm coming from. Okay. So this yeah. isn't about you. There's no reason for you to get defensive because I'm not making this about you. This is how I'm experiencing that situation. Okay. And all yeah. I want is understanding. All I want to be is validated in this moment. But yeah. people get so caught up in their own feelings about how they're being impacted by their mate's words that they're not making room to understand how their mate is being impacted and how they're I think feeling. I think it's spot on. I think, so. I think the, the only thing that I'll add, and we may, and I don't know how you feel, we may want to uh, um, center this part of the conversation and have a full-blown conversation about it as well because the corrosiveness of defensiveness is... Is real. Yeah. yeah, we might right. have to dig deeper into that. Yeah, one. we may yeah. have to dig deeper yeah. because one thing that comes to mind, and 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 I know, like as we're wrapping up, is I want to throw it out there, is uh, lately I've been really trying to push my clients around um, when getting feedback or hearing your partner be vulnerable about what their experiences have been like with you lately. I there's two sets of informations going on. Okay. I think there is the objective truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do. Right. Like this right. is my thing. I think there's the objective. If someone says, "Hey, Reek, you've been you've been yelling lately." <laughs> I mean, it, 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 to me it would be straight up lying if you knew you've been yelling lately and you sit there and you say, "I don't know what you're talking about." Right. Yeah. Right. Like there's the objective yeah. truth. Yeah. You know, I'll give you another good example. Like our it's like it's like a couple that says our sex life is not great. We're not having sex. We're not haven't been intimate. 
that's them that's the objective truth right. like like what some people are doing in session is they're being really there i i've i've had to call out couples lately because they're playing like these kind of wordsmithing games yeah and trying to, yeah. and i'm like you need yeah. to stop objectively yeah. this is what's happening yeah. you're not having sex yeah. don't sit here and be like well you know well what is sex or what yeah. is intimacy it, it ain't what you're doing yeah okay so so stop playing like there's the objective truth in this feedback and then there's the emotionality that comes with that message mm-hmm. that we also have to take in. So I think what's happening with defensiveness is I think people are blocked first. And to this adds to your point, people are blocked first by the emotionality that comes with the feedback, right. which is leading to the defensiveness. And then they're dismissing and blocking the objective truth. They that's when gaslighting starts to happen. Mm-hmm. It's either not happening, or yeah. I don't know what you're talking yep. about, right. or or to your point, people are not taking accountability. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been straight. I don't know. I can't can't speak for you mm-hmm. and you know you gotta you gotta figure you out i mm-hmm. can't control you see what i'm saying like this is how defensiveness starts and then the other person says to themselves if this continues a couple more times okay then i'm gonna stop doing this mm-hmm. we go into self-preservation mode and we stop doing this and here's the and here's the rough thing about it and i'll and i'll stop here because of that the objective truth continues to play out which is you are not connecting yeah but because of the defensiveness in this unhealthy interaction Mm -hmm. we can't even get to the objective truth because of all the games that have been played out so i also want to add that to that because i've been seeing that a lot that i've had to literally call out lately but you know what to add on top of that and this just came to me i'm like i don't know why i didn't think about this before the hijacking of the conversation so here you have your mate being vulnerable and because you're getting defensive, you don't like the way that you're either being made to look or feel in that conversation, you hijack the conversation. And one of the ways that you often do that is by getting very specific about one point they're making and not seeing or hearing the entire big picture. So, well, I'm going to call out this thing that you mentioned as you're talking about whatever is going on with you or however you feel. And I'm point out how wrong that thing is and not really listen to the entirety of of whatever it is that you're trying to share with me. And so I'm going to hijack this conversation. I'm going to make it about this one point. It's uh, the thing that comes to mind is the the whole Colin Kaepernick and and knee, uh, you know getting on his yeah. knee and how yeah. different people will hijack that conversation Correct. and make it about something else when that Correct. is the entire point. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. we do that in our relationships all the time because again, we don't want to be held accountable or take responsibility for whatever it is that they're feeling. And so I'm going to point out, well, this didn't happen, you know, or the way that you said that is wrong or, or, you know, the way that you're mentioning it right now feels aggressive. So I'm going to take over the conversation so that I don't have to take on the feeling of, you know, guilt or, or, or whatever. And so it's recognizing that when you, when someone is being vulnerable and opening up to you, part of creating a safe space is leaving the space for them, not making it about you. Not trying to take it over because you're trying to avoid. That's that defensiveness. You're trying to avoid things. And so you don't want to hear it. You don't want to address it. And so you just take the whole thing over. You know, and you start pointing them in different directions. It's, it's, this is so much to this. And so like Dr. John said, we're going to have to have a deeper conversation around defensiveness just by itself. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, also essential to having a, a healthy, you know, uh, uh, safe emotional space. But anyway... Yeah. Dr. John, as we wrap up, you know, Mm -hmm. what are some of your noble truths about emotionally safe space? Yeah, I think, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, a good starting point is um, stop and pause at at, what you're doing. And at some point later this week or this weekend, 
ask your partner, you know, are we, you know, do you, would you describe our relationship as emotionally safe space? Right. If not, then you have a conversation about like brother Rick was saying like okay so what's going on like right. let's pinpoint some of the behaviors or some of the things we're experiencing and then find ways after you listen to this episode on how you can start to turn some of those things around mm-hmm. but i think that's like a good place to start i also uh think that some of the do's and don'ts that we like clearly highlighted i really would love for people to really pay attention to it yeah. i would take notes i would i mean i think brother Rick and i really gave some clear clear um don't do this stay yeah. away from this but yeah. also do this like yeah. think about this so i think those are my noble truths um explore the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. of what it is to be an emotionally safe relationship mm-hmm. and, and and just start having the conversation about if that is that what is that what we have right now right and if we don't let's work together com- compassionately and collaboratively yeah yo yep great that's fantastic you know and for me i would say again we can't say this enough. You have to have this conversation up front. You have yep. to have a conversation about what it means to have an emotionally safe space in order to have a safe space to be emotional. Okay. You have to, you have to establish that, that, that foundation with your mate. So have that conversation first. And then as a person who is on the receiving end of someone being vulnerable with you, uh, emotionally safe space means having or leading with compassion and empathy. You know, compassion, again, just to define that for you, is to be able to demonstrate care for somebody without judgment. All right. right, So you have to keep (laughs) that. You have to be compassionate or demonstrate compassion for your mate. Stay away from that judgment. And also that empathy. Empathy is simply just being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and see it from their perspective. You don't have to agree with them. It's just being able to understand their perspective, being able to understand how they're being impacted, understand their feelings. So you have to have those two things in tandem working together in order for that safe space to be established. Compassion and empathy. It's essential. Yeah. Essential to having a a healthy, um, um, productive safe space for you and your mate to be able to talk to each other. Got to do that. Got to do that. Well said. Well said. So, yeah, man. So, Dr. John, as we wrap up this conversation this week, why don't you let the people know? where they can find who you are, what you're about, what you're doing, and just, you know, what what, what it means to be Dr. John. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, always feel free to reach out and check us out at kingsoftheheart.com. See all the upcoming uh, amazing stuff we have lined up, you know, for the year. It's going to be exciting year. Um, also come, you know, check out all the work we're doing at the Relationship Counseling Center of Maryland. That's RCC Maryland, spell out Maryland.com. All right. And also check out um, some of the work, you know, um, I'm leading in a part of at the Vera Institute of Justice, doing a lot of great criminal uh, justice reform, criminal legal reform efforts out there. So, um, and yeah, check me out on, you know, Facebook, you know, all yeah. those platforms, but definitely, definitely come listen to our episodes. You know, we're really trying to put in the work to um, make relationships a lot easier than what they're yeah. are right now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, come show yeah. some love. Yeah. Brother Reed, what about you? We want you guys to feel more satisfied in relationships. And that's why we're yeah, talking. That's why we're having these conversations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? More <laughs> yeah. satisfaction. Yeah. Um, you can find out more about me on social media at Tariq Omari. 
um, or Tariq Omari Walton. One of those things. I got a long name. Um, you can also go to my website, TariqAmariWalton.com. Of course, like Dr. John said, you can find us on KingsOfOurHearts.com. Yep. And, you know, we are both just trying to maintain a sense of productivity and progressiveness. You like that, right? You like that, right? Like that. Love it. Love it. Love you know, it. So you, you'll find us in the community doing our barbershop talks, writing mm-hmm. our articles, um, mm-hmm. the, the criminal justice reform stuff that John's doing is phenomenal. We are out here. We are doing the work. We're not just talking about it. We're doing the work. All right. And so as long as you stick with us, you're going to you're going to you're going to find a way to feel better and do better. That's all I agree. All right. I I agree. But look, we got to go. Dr. John, good to see you, brother. Love you as always. Love you as always, too, brother. It was another great uh, episode. Looking forward to many more, man. That's right. And listen, look, we look forward to talking to you again. So you guys take care. Peace. Peace.